Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and the Voice of Prophecy speaker, H.M.S. Richards, a Seventh-day Adventist minister. Tide forever flowing by the throne of God. Yes, we'll gather at the river, the beautiful, the beautiful river. Gather with the saints at the river that flows by the throne of God. Soon the shining river, lay we every burden down, grace our spirits will deliver, and provide a robe and crown, yes, we'll gather at the river, the beautiful, the beautiful the saints at the river that flows by the throne of God. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee today for the Lord Jesus Christ as revealed in Holy Scripture. We thank Thee that Thou didst send Him the Savior of the world. Bless every listener and may this broadcast help and benefit everyone. In Jesus' name. There is a place of quiet rest near to the sin cannot molest near to the heart of God. O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, sent from the heart of God, hold us who bow before Thee Near to the heart 
of God. city with streets that are gold. No sorrow or sighing shall e'er enter there, for its pleasures and joys are untold. Beautiful country, land of my Miss Delker and Bob Seamount sing for us now a song that has been greatly appreciated everywhere we have used it in public appearances. Here it is for the first time on our Voice of Prophecy broadcast. I do know. I do not know, O Lord, why it should be thy will for me to much of heartache and of pain. I do not know, O Lord, why it should be thy will. 
H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, he was the right man. Was he the right man? Was he the man predicted in the Holy Scriptures? Did he come at the right time? And did he do the right things and die the right kind of a death according to the Scripture prophecies written centuries before? We shall try to answer those questions regarding Jesus Christ. Great rationalists like Lecky and Renan have described Jesus as the ideal man. They have said that he never would be surpassed. But Christians go much farther than this. Christians like Nathaniel of old speak to Jesus and say, Thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. John 1:49. How do we know that Jesus was the right man? How do we know he was the Son of God? First of all, he came at the right time. Our proof for this? The great 70-week prophecy of Daniel, the ninth chapter. These 70 weeks were weeks not of mere days, but of years. This is easily proved by the prophecy itself. 
We are told that 69 of these weeks, or 483 prophetic days or years, would extend from the decree of the king of Persia to rebuild the city of Jerusalem and restore the Jewish people to their country. From that decree to the Messiah, or as we would say, the Christ. Now since this decree, according to history, went forth in the autumn of 457 before Christ, this period of prophecy would extend to the autumn of the year A.D. 27. Now turn to the New Testament. Here we find that at that very time Jesus appeared on the banks of the Jordan River to demand baptism at the hands of his cousin John and begin his holy ministry. That this date was exceedingly important is intimated by the first two verses of the third chapter of Luke. Now in the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea are the opening words, followed by a long list of historical facts that nail down the date. We read that John came baptizing in the Jordan and that Jesus was baptized by him. Verse 21. Then the voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Verse 22. At the same time the Holy Ghost descended in bodily form as a dove upon him. So Jesus of Nazareth was here anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. Acts 10.38. This anointing not with oil but with the Holy Spirit marked the beginning of his public ministry. Immediately after his baptism, our Savior began his proclamation of divine truth, saying, The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Mark 1.14. Jesus came on time. He said so himself. No man before or since could legitimately claim to be the true Christ. Prophecies penned under the inspiration of God centuries before were fulfilled in his appearance and his ministry. Not only so, but there are at least 24 prophecies written during the five centuries before, well, from 1000 to 500 B.C., before Christ, portraying his trial, death, and burial. And they were all literally fulfilled within the 24 hours of the day of his crucifixion. Here's a brief list of these prophecies. Now, if you have a pencil, jot them down. The first Zechariah 11.12 Jesus was to be sold for 30 pieces of silver. The exact fulfillment through Judas the betrayer is brought to view in Matthew 26.14. Second prophecy, Psalm 55.12 He was to be betrayed by a friend. Judas was that friend, one of the twelve apostles, Matthew 26. Zechariah 13.7, the third prophecy. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, against the man that is my fellow, saith the Lord of hosts, or Jehovah of hosts. Here is a man equal with God who is to be smitten. He is the shepherd, and Jesus called himself the good shepherd. Fourth prophecy, Psalm 35:11. he was to be accused by false witnesses. The fulfillment of this is found in Matthew, the 26th chapter, and the 59th verse. Prophecy 5, Isaiah 50, verse 6, I gave my back to the smiters. Jesus was smitten, he was spit upon. This prophecy said he would be. The fulfillment is Matthew 26, 67. They did spit in his face and buffeted him and smote him with the palms of their hands. Isaiah 53, 7, another prophecy. He was to be dumb before his accusers as a lamb. He would not open his mouth. 
The silence of Jesus at his trial is described in Matthew, the 27th chapter, in the 12th verse. He said nothing because he took our place as a condemned criminal before the law of justice. He was treated as we deserve, that we might be treated as he deserved. Another prophecy, Isaiah 53, 5, he was wounded and bruised for our transgressions. We read that Pilate scourged Jesus and delivered him to be crucified. Matthew 27, 26. Another prophecy is in Psalm 22:16, written nearly a thousand years before Jesus stood before his accusers. And here we find that they pierced my hands and my feet. That's the prophecy. This was fulfilled, as we know, according to Luke 23:33, when he was nailed to the cross. Isaiah 53:12. He was numbered with the transgressors or lawbreakers. And so he was crucified with a thief on either side. Mark 15, 27. Again in Isaiah 53, verse 12, we are told that he prayed for his enemies. He made intercession for the transgressors. And as we read Luke 23, 34, we find these words, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Prophecy in Psalm 109, 25th verse. He became also a reproach unto them. When they looked upon me, they shaked their heads. And sure enough, when the Savior was on the cross, we read in Matthew 27:39, they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads. Again, we turn back to the 22nd Psalm, which is often called the Psalm of Sobs, as though a man were sobbing out his life upon the cross. He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighteth in him. That's the prophecy written a thousand years before. What happened? Matthew 27, 41. He saved others, the chief priest cried. Himself he cannot save. Let him come down now from the cross. Let him, God, deliver him if he'll have him. The very words predicted. And surely these men were not trying to fulfill a prophecy. For one they hated. The thirteenth prophecy is found in Psalm twenty-two, seventeen. I may tell all my bones, they look and stare upon me. Luke 23, 35, we read that the people stood beholding or staring. Again in the 18th verse, his garments were parted and lots were cast. John 19, 23 describes it. The four soldier guards divided his garments. And when they came to his seamless robe, they cast lots for it rather than tear it. Psalm 22, 1, Christ's cry upon the cross is foretold, My God, my God. Why hast thou forsaken me? Read the fulfillment in Matthew 27. In Psalm 69, 21, we have a prophecy that they would give him gall and vinegar to drink as an act of mercy to deaden his pain. And this was fulfilled, as we read in Matthew, or John 8, 19, 28. In Psalm 31, 5, we find a prophecy that he would commit himself to God. Into thine hand I commit my spirit. And these very words were said by our Lord upon the cross. Luke 23:46 Psalm 38:11 predicts that his friends and acquaintances would stand afar off at the time of his crucifixion. In Luke 23:49 it is written, and all his acquaintance and the women that followed him from Galilee stood afar off beholding these things. In Psalm 34:20 it was declared, he keepeth all my bones, not one of them is broken. And turning to the Gospel of John, the 19th chapter, in the 31st verse, we read that when they came and saw that Jesus was dead already, the soldiers did not break his legs. 
In this wonderful 22nd Psalm, we find that Jesus was to die of a broken heart. This was fulfilled according to the prophecy of Scripture. In Amos, the 8th chapter, in the ninth verse, there shall be darkness over all the land. And so there was for about three hours, from noon till three o'clock, Matthew twenty-seven forty-five. Last of all, we notice that Jesus was to be buried in a rich man's tomb. He made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, Isaiah 53, 9. And Joseph of Arimathea, a rich man, buried him in his own tomb, Matthew, the 27th chapter. There are many other prophecies about Jesus literally fulfilled in his life and ministry, his resurrection and ascension. But here are enough to convince any thoughtful heart. He was the right man. He was the Son of God. He came at the right time. He did the right things. He fulfilled the prophecies on the day of his death. Some time ago, I was speaking at a great camp meeting near Auckland, New Zealand. In the course of the sermon, I mentioned George Lee Mallory, the great mountain climber, who, with his Tibetan friend and guide, had just conquered Mount Everest. When I said he was a great English climber, I noticed a smile sweep over the audience. Wondered what was wrong. Soon I discovered that this great mountaineer was born and grew up on a farm only a mile or two from the spot where I was preaching. They considered him one of their own, not an Englishman, but a New Zealander. He was right there among them. He belonged to them. It was reported that one day a frivolous young woman said to Mallory, Why must you risk your life trying to climb that awful mountain? Quick as a flash, he retorted, Because it's there. And my friends, whatever we think about Jesus Christ, he's there. He's facing us every day. The evidence proved that he's the right man. He came as God said he would come. He came when God said he would come. He is the Son of God and the Son of Man. He is our Redeemer if we will have him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Will you not believe on him now? Trust in him now and receive him today. If you could see Christ standing here today, his thorn crowned head and pierced hands could view. Could see those eyes that beam with hands on light And hear him say, Beloved, was for you Would you believe and Jesus receive If he were standing receive if he were standing here. If you could see that face so calm and sweet, those lips that spake words only pure and true, could see the nail prints in his tender feet, and hear him say, 
was for you. Will you believe? And Jesus received. Now he is standing here. Will you believe? And Jesus received. Now he is standing here. May the Lord richly bless you as you continue to look up ever going forward in faith. Have faith in God and in the man he chose. Have faith in God. He lived, he died, he rose. Have faith in God through every wind that blows. Have faith, dear friend, in God. Friends, this has been a wonderful soul-saving year for the voice of prophecy. We have never had more interest shown in our broadcasts or more reports of souls redeemed, of sinners reclaimed, of Christians strengthened. We thank God for this and thank you for your support right through the year. Let me remind you now near the close of the year that we need to hear from all of our friends. We would appreciate a letter from you. Shall we go on with this work? Shall we have high hopes for another year? Give us some encouragement in a good letter right away. And now we say to everyone that we hope this program of ours has served to give you a blessing for this week. And we invite you to join us again next week for another broadcast brought to you by the Voice of Prophecy. We say now to one and to all, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Oh.